Hello, everyone. Welcome to the second in our two-part series on sustainability and travel and entertainment expenses. Once again, I'm Ryan Hamilton, Senior Value Consultant with SAP Concur's Value Consulting Team. And I'm joined again by my colleague, Sally Crotty with TCG Consulting. Sally? Oh, it's great to be back to talk to you again today, Ryan. Excited to join another podcast with you. So hi, everybody. I'm Sally Crossy, and I'm a senior consultant with TCG Consulting. I've been in the industry for over 30 years in a number of roles, um, predominantly in travel management, and I am the subject matter expert for sustainability within TCG Consulting. I'm really excited to talk to you again today. Thanks, Sally. Like I mentioned, this is the second of our two-part series. Uh, today, we're going to talk about some real practical applications for sustainability in T&E. We're going to talk about starting to act on a framework and what it means to corporations here and now to make progress. So is it fair to say that, uh, you know, through TCG's methodology and, and just in general, realistically, we need to think about this in terms greater than just what is every possible methodology for reducing my organization's emissions. Uh, TCO to me speaks to the fact that there is an intersection between economic sustainability and ecological or, or environmental sustainability, Absolutely. which is that there's some cost. So can you talk about how TCG thinks about environmental sustainability as one piece of cost of ownership? Yeah, absolutely. So we can look at it in, in, in a way that many organizations have a desire to go green and some are prepared to pay to, to achieve this and some maybe not, or maybe some don't quite understand where they sit today in order to understand what emissions they can try and reduce, or they may not understand that part of their processes that they're involved in today may actually be um, creating more work for them and therefore not making them as sustainable as they could be. So just earlier this year, um, TCG announced um, sustainability as our 18th metric for TCO TMPE. So um, we have 18 components um, within the TCO TMPE methodology. And we introduce sustainability as this 18th um, component. So from a cost of ownership perspective, we don't, we're not only looking at what can be done to reduce emissions for travel, we're taking a holistic view and looking at the total costs of managing sustainability. So it could be the additional cost of reporting for sustainability, the manpower needed to manage this, the actual travel booking process and expense um, process. So the whole workflow, the the end-to-end process for the traveler from from the moment they maybe need to gain pre-trip approval um, to actually book their travel to them then making the booking, to ensuring that the policy is in place, that they're aware of the emissions that they may be associated with the flight that they've chosen, to the payment process and through to the traveler completing their expense report when they return from a trip. So essentially, it's a, a balancing act or an optimization problem where, where organizations are figuring out the best mix of staying economically uh, sustainable while maximizing their environmental sustainability. Is that a fair summary? 
Yes, yeah, I would I would say it is. And, you know, if we look at it from a Concur perspective, you know, from the booking process and gaining using Concur request to gain the pre-trip approval to booking in within Concur travel to completing the expense and and ultimately accessing um, the reporting that's that comes from from that as well then if we take a mature customer that has a fully implemented travel and expense policy globally it would be relatively straightforward to measure reduction in co2 emissions for them however a company that maybe have different methodologies in place or different processes in different locations or maybe have come together from a couple of organizations who have maybe merged that can be more much more difficult for them and so we look at the best processes in order for them to in order to manage that effectively so you've mentioned a couple of times that in order to improve your emissions, it sounds like one of the big hurdles is establishing a realistic understanding of what your current emissions are. And I think we'll spend a lot of time talking about how Concur can help with that. But for someone who's listening from maybe one of the less implemented organizations or an organization that hasn't started to tackle this yet, can we walk through you know, a, a typical... I guess, travel experience for a business traveler and talk about some of the decisions that are being made along the way and how those are affected or how those are affecting sustainability. So for example, I know you've mentioned to me before that the question really starts with, should I travel or not? You mentioned concur request a couple of times. So how are companies thinking about that? Well, yeah. So, well, companies today, I think since the um, pandemic came about, you know, and, and suddenly everybody was um, having to adapt to a new way of working. You know, people working from home and suddenly businesses that didn't have a work from home culture were suddenly making changes in order to continue operating and, and having to set up employees to work from home. So we saw a huge reduction in business travel, of course, because many people couldn't travel at all. And we also saw a huge reduction in commuting. So all, you know, scope three emissions were drastically reduced overnight. And even though, you know, we are keen to start traveling again for leisure purposes or to visit family and friends, you know, for business travel, we're finding that policies are are changing a little bit. And, you know, there's also a, a clear duty of care that's needed for the employee as well as they start to travel again. But also, we need to really consider that as we start to travel again, that we should do that in a more sustainable way. So we are finding that, you know, companies are assessing their needs to travel and what this looks like in the future. So, for example, some companies are saying that it um, they're allowing business critical travel only, for example, or they are ensuring that they travel on business only when necessary. Or it could be that if it's client related travel, then it that's fine. But if it's an internal meeting, then that may be handled in a, in a virtual environment now. So, you know, we are finding, and of course, again, you know, I'd like to caveat this, that it does vary very much by the organization and what the organization's needs are. But I think, you know, if we if we can bring back travel, that's great for the industry and, and we want to see that happening, but we just want to maybe think about sustainability in more detail and really focus in on, 
the options available. So, you know, whether or not we might take a rail um, journey instead of a, a, a short haul flight, for example, particularly um, possible um, within the UK or Europe, you know, so, so that's a viable option, will uh, reduce the emissions um, created by that company, but also, you know, fulfill sustainability needs as well as reducing you know emissions so it's it's all part of a sustainability policy sorry about that <laughs> no worries so you hit on a, a lot of important things here that i want to make sure we unpack so as the pandemic happened we got to experience essentially as a side effect or almost on accident the idea that simply traveling less is hugely impactful to emissions so as we come out of this uh, a lot of organizations, it sounds like, are reevaluating what they allow travel for, which is both an economic gain as, as travel is expensive, but also a, a great sustainability gain. Mm-hmm. Look, I, I think to be fair, a, a lot of organizations that are a little bit more nervous about some of these sustainability imperatives are probably saying that travel less or or do less is a little bit scary, right? If you talk to the average salesperson, the idea that they're going to be allowed to travel less is great on its face, uh, but I think would scare a lot of folks who feel like their travel is an important part of completing their job and and being good at what they do. So travel less is one option that you're seeing in the field. I was going to say, yes, yeah. Definitely, um, in in some cases, but but where there is still a need to travel, so let's say it's revenue generating or sales related, that would be, I'm sure in most organisations that could continue. It's more in reducing maybe the internal meetings that could be handled um, virtually instead of needing to be face to face. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And then you you touched on a second thing, which I, I think might be overlooked by folks who have spent less time on this, which is you mentioned the example of, uh, you know, with travel in Europe or the UK, sometimes rail might make more sense. It, you know, if you account for airport time, security, flights, the inevitable delays because everything's overbooked, trains are not only a more convenient option in some cases, but also much more sustainable, right? Airplanes taking off and landing emit a huge amount of of greenhouse gases. So I think that's a theme that we should explore when we're talking about methods of reducing emissions in T&E, which is not travel less, but option two, travel better. So I'm wondering if you have any other examples. You mentioned hotels earlier in our conversation, but what are organizations looking at when it comes to traveling better? Okay. Well, definitely lots of things out there and lots of different ideas that we're seeing. But let's let's take a few examples. So let's take um, company A and company B. Company A, professional services company, they've always traveled in business class um, internationally, very regular travel, lots of frequent travelers. And uh, they would, let's say, travel to their destination and stay in a really lovely luxury hotel with um, two to three restaurants and um, extensive leisure facilities. And then let's consider company B who maybe have a similar sized organization in terms of turnover or revenue, but they are maybe manufacturing organization, handful of travelers who travel frequently and their policy only allows um, coach class travel 
bare foot um, domestically and internationally. So they, and actually their policy states that they must take the lowest logical fare option, even if that means that um, they take, have to take connecting flights to reach their destination rather than a direct service. So immediately we start to make these comparisons. So we could take company A who are traveling in business class. Now that's more expensive to travel in business class. There is more of an environmental impact um, because they are taking up more room on the airplane, for example, than it would be in traveling economy as a comparison. However, if we take company B, if they're even though they're traveling in economy, if they're having to take two flights to reach their destination, then they equally could be emitting as, as much CO2 as um, company A. So there are many different factors to consider. So even when taking a connecting flight, you'll it may be that those two connecting flights are actually more sustainable. So they may be newer aircraft, they might be um, have lower emissions, whereas the um, company A direct flight potentially could be a very old aircraft. It um, has far higher emissions. So there are lots of different things to consider in terms of load factors on the aircraft, the number of business class passengers, the number of the amount of freight they may be taking as well. So, you know, th there are lots of considerations which would have an impact. But to start off from a very simple calculation, if you can consider that your CO2 emissions may be similar traveling from A to B, then that's a good starting point to just be aware of those emissions for those particular flights. So really, if we evaluate the scenarios, let's have a look. You know, it, direct flights can sometimes be more expensive, yet they maybe have less of an, uh, an impact on the environment, depending on the load factors, the class of travel, the, the aircraft type, the airline even, you know, different airlines are, are becoming more sustainable than others. You know, some use sustainable airline fuel when um, to operate, whereas others have not got to that stage yet. And, you know, these are more and more things that we're hearing about in the industry. You know, clearly the airlines want to make their, their travel more sustainable. So I know that, for example, United Airlines have committed to being carbon neutral by 2050. Now, that sounds like quite a, a long, <laughs> quite far away from that. But, it, you know, that's, that's a real achievement to become actually carbon neutral for a, a, a global airline. So some interesting things happening. Absolutely. I, I think now that you mention it, the airline I usually travel with has committed to uh, donating a small portion, or I suppose spending a small portion of any full fare ticket on, on some carbon offsets, which is something that I want to talk about in a moment. Yeah. Um, but I think you also touched on another point that I want to reiterate. The more, it sounds like the more you look at this, the more infinitely detailed it can get. Uh, you know, how much weight am I taking on the plane? How many connections do I have? Uh, is a business class ticket that's going to be sold anyway? Emissions that are attributable to me or emissions attributable to the airline? And I think that degree of complexity can start to scare people off. But but <laughs> yes. is it fair, Sally, to say that there are diminishing returns to 
the level of fineness on your sort of optimization matrix. So in other words, if step one is establish our missions and step two is start to reduce them, is it fair to say that even just biting off, okay, why don't we minimize connections and take trains if if it's mm-hmm. time neutral? Is it fair to say that those big, easy steps will get you a lot further than, or, or at least most of the way there compared to if you're considering all 800 factors? Well, I, I think those first steps are really important. I think, you know, any company has, if, if they're not doing anything today, they really have to start somewhere. And I think just having a basic measurement in place today, understanding how many miles they travel um, and um, how that they're calculating their emissions would be just a really good place to start. However, you know, I'd like to look at the bigger picture attached to this as well, where I mentioned um, TMPE earlier. So, you know, travel, meetings, payments and expense. So and and that total cost of the of ownership related to that, because when you think about it, you know, we can do all of these different things and travel on different aircraft or or take direct flights versus connecting flights, but also we can improve other things that can make the company more sustainable. So by, for for example, um, implementing a global card program, uh, new payment methods, providing contactless payments, improving expense processes to um, speed up the whole booking process and the expense process for the traveler can also reduce emissions because let's take a traditional company that is still working in a very manual way with invoicing and expenses, then if you can implement um, a, a concur solution or a concur type solution into that business, then suddenly they can start becoming more sustainable in terms of paper reduction, um, having um, receiving invoices electronically, for example, ensuring that payments, everything is made electronically and, and even automating processes that before would have would have needed people to, to do. You know, if we automate those processes, then we can make the business more sustainable for the long term as well. Absolutely. And I I think that brings me to the next topic that I really wanted to discuss, which is where our two organizations really fit into this. So when I think of Concur, I think of Concur and sustainability as, as really we're the tool that allows you to actually move the needle on this. So you, we've mentioned a couple of times, step one is understanding where you're at. You, you can't make an improvement if you don't know what you're improving. And I think having a unified platform like Concur is key in that, right? Not only because Concur has purpose-built environmental impact reporting, which it does, mm-hmm. but also that unified single source, right? So if, if folks are going to five different sites and maybe a travel agent to book travel, it's it's much harder organizationally to gather all of that information and get a unified sense of exactly what is being emitted. Um, and then you talk about things like a, a credit card feed or uh, you know direct receipt integration with travel vendors where we're, mm-hmm. we're getting much richer data on travel, which is, is key. So the first area I see Concur contributing is in reporting. The, the second would be in creating awareness, right? So individual employees are not going to solve a problem that they don't know 
exists. No. <laughs> so if you're not being confronted with the idea that you've bought the most emitting flight or that uh, you know your expenses are in the top one percentile, uh, you're probably not even thinking about the emissions as you travel. So awareness goes hand in hand with reporting, but rather than being at the organizational level, it's at the individual employee level. The third area I can see Concur contributing is in actually starting to guide behavior. And this is where there's a lot of overlap with the expertise that that you and TCG bring to the table, which is how do we create policy, uh, both for travel and expenses, that helps us meet our goals and what should those goals be, which is is your field of expertise. Uh, and, and lastly, really quickly, you did mention on some things that are, uh, I think, often overlooked as well, which is that mm -hmm. an automated program like Concur is actually going to contribute directly to sustainability goals by cutting paper out of the process uh, in, in a lot of places, right? Contactless credit cards, uh, eliminating yeah. invoices and receipts, uh, sharing data automatically. That is, that is directly reducing uh, to Definitely. sustainability goals as well. So I, I can think of four sort of broad areas where Concur plays an important role. Like I said, reporting, awareness, behavioral changes, and actual direct contributions. So I guess my question in long-winded fashion would be, <laughs> uh, if you can really summarize down what TCG is bringing to the table on top of that. My understanding is it's really the expertise to utilize all of those four opportunities that I just described. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we have um, expertise um, within each different area. Um, so within travel, with also meetings, within our payments, um, expense and invoicing as well. So with our expertise within within TCG, we're able to work with our customers to implement um, the best program for them um, and optimize their performance really put in place what they really need to as I mentioned before become more sustainable for the future so I'd like to just touch on a few different points that you mentioned so first of all reporting it is really, really key. Um, and especially where you said, you know, there could be different agencies um, around the globe. And I think I touched on that earlier also, but I think it's really important to have that one central source of, of information if you can. And let's face it, we, you know, we could have travel management company in place, but on, a, on occasion, it may be that some bookings are made outside of the TMC, or you could have more than one TMC in place. And therefore, our expense data and the concur data that we have would give us a, a full picture of everything that, that we're doing. So whether or not it's um, the, the meetings that we've been paying for on uh, by it, a, an invoice, for example, or whether it's understanding um, not just the travel emissions related to business travel, but also the commuting emissions attributed to commuting or company mileage. So that's where I think um, Concur can provide that fully end-to-end -end process for a customer. So I think that's really a key part of it. But also, you're absolutely right. You know, as we've mentioned earlier, we're looking at the purpose of travel now. Policies are being changed or modified in order to provide the employee with um, 
duty of care, but also not just that, still to, to focus in on the emissions, to focus in on, on cost. And, and I know that within Concur, those settings can be put in place to ensure that travellers are using the most sustainable airlines, that they may be uh, working to the preferred airlines within the travel policy, for example. Um, They understand their emissions as they're booking. They obtain the approval before they travel. So there are all these things enabled within um, the booking tool, but also they can have pop-up messaging to um, remind them of of different policies that might be in place and or, or the maybe the best airline that they should be choosing in order to be more sustainable. So I, I think, you know, there are many different things that can be done today. And we're maybe not quite at the stage of being able to display emissions by class of travel just yet. We can't account for maybe an equipment change. So you've maybe booked a flight in a particular airline and on the day you travel, they've changed the aircraft. So we can't account for that, but it will give you a really clear picture of somewhere to start from and to base your measurements on and then to therefore put some targets in place to in order to reduce emissions. So it's it's really, you know, we're looking at reducing, you know, we want to replace, you know, we, we don't want to generate more emissions. We want to just reduce them where we can. So we're not saying don't travel. We're saying travel, but just travel more sustainably where you can. <laughs> Absolutely. So it's a, it's a bit of a, a spend governance in maintaining that balance between cost and you know, sustainability. And it's a a bit of a controls and compliance question, right? If an organization is committed to meeting certain targets, uh, they need to have controls in place that create those uh, guide rails that get us to the target we've committed to. So, you know, Concur brings the reporting, TCG brings the understanding of what to do with that reporting uh, and how to achieve goals. And then you circle back to Concur, which actually allows us to implement the the policy and plan that, that TCG has helped come up with. So I want to finish us off here with just a a few quick grab bag questions. Um, You know, we've already answered where a company should start if they haven't started, which is just understand where you're at. What would you say from your perspective or experience in working with organizations? What are some of the challenges that an organization faces when they first start to look at sustainability? Well, uh, some of the main challenges really are in relation to, uh, of course, as we mentioned before, the reporting, you know, um, multiple data sources, different um, expense information, expense data. That's one of the challenges that some trips and, and hotels are sometimes booked outside of the agency and therefore you can't get a true picture unless you look at that ex- expense data. So there's some of the challenges. And then, of course, online booking tool functionality as well. You know, it can provide emission values at the point of sale. But of course, there are some challenges around the class of travel and things like that today. So they're some of the the main challenges. And I also think today, you know, many companies look at carbon offsetting and have been focusing in that area. That's better than doing nothing at all. You know, absolutely. But we should really focus on reduce, remove, replace, you know, look at making those reductions in the emissions that we have today. And 
um, trying to remove those as well as much as possible and also consider who that company might be offsetting with so you know it may be that they can reduce emissions but also they may still need to offset some emissions because they can't reduce enough um, from just some of the policy changes that they put in place so it's it's about um, ensuring that the company that you may offset with are are going to actually fulfill their obligations you know because it's very difficult to maybe check if that tree has been planted for you know for that organization so what i would say to any company is you know start small if you're not doing anything today start small and scale up really find out within your organization who is already looking at this if anybody so if you're a travel manager have you spoken to your um, have you got a sustainability team or a sustainability manager that you need to align with try and understand what is in place today because there will be depending on your organization there'll be emissions in in other areas so I would also recommend that really um, focusing on who the other internal stakeholders within the organization, who they are and who would be beneficial to engage with or align with in order to put some more sustainable processes in place. It might be like the human resources team. It could be that finance need to be aware of different sustainability goals as well. So, and also maybe in your supply chain, that's a, that's a really key part, you know, ensuring that you're working with sustainable suppliers, those suppliers that have similar goals or who are keen to meet their own sustainability targets. So there's a lot to do. And if you start, you know, we've already spoken for quite some time around this and we could go on, I guess. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it's, you know, if, if it if it's even doing something small, such as, I don't know, promoting the rental of hybrid cars, for example, that sure. would be, yeah, something that you could that you could do. Sorry to cut you off. It's, it's worth probably reiterating that in a lot of these cases, especially for first steps, it, it's there's not a lot of cost benefit analysis to be done, right? For example, no. taking that that rail instead of that short haul flight is not only more sustainable, it's quicker, it's often cheaper, uh, mm-hmm. a better use of employee time. So it's it's there's really no trade off other than than changing your mindset. So uh, Sally, I want to ask one last question here, which is. Sure. What would you say to a skeptic? So to frame this a little bit more, uh, you know, you have someone who uh, believes sustainability is is important and something we should address as a society, but is maybe uh, leaning toward the idea that in the context of, of operating their business, they have an obligation to, to focus on value for their customers, for their shareholders, for their employees. What, what would you say to someone who's, who's skeptical about addressing this in a business sense? Yeah, no, I think the answer is in the science. It speaks for itself, you know, that there are different ways of traveling more sustainably, as you've mentioned, and there are processes that can be implemented that are far more sustainable. So it may be that this particular person can still travel on a regular basis because they need to see that the customer, but maybe they could just do things maybe a bit smarter. So 
you know, rather than going to visit the one customer um, when traveling internationally, let's say they're traveling over to Europe, why don't they travel to um, take a, a short haul flight and go and see another customer within, um, within Europe at the same time? And then they're reducing their um, overall long haul emissions, if you like. So, you know, or they may be able to take travel within Europe by rail to go and see another customer. You know, I think there are many different ways that they can look at it, but make the trip more worthwhile. Go and see more than one customer or a supplier or whatever it may be. So just trying to get more out of that. And then for those one day trips or anything like that, then I'm sure they could be changed to a virtual meeting in some cases, you know, if it's only a short trip. But if it can't, then just try and focus on more sustainable methods of travel. So whether or not it's rail or maybe hire it, you know, using a uh, an electric vehicle, for example, electric cars or, you know, or a hybrid vehicle. Just think about different ways of, of how you can reduce that impact. That makes a lot of sense. So it sounds like if if we really boil it down, the idea is that the question, what do I have to give up in order to be more sustainable is an outdated question. It should be, what can I do a little bit differently so that I can be more sustainable without giving anything up? Absolutely. Yeah, I, I would completely agree with that. You know, it, we don't have to stop traveling. We, you know, I've been in the industry, like I said, over 30 years. I don't want, want to see people and not travel. It, it's more about let's just do it in a smarter way. Thanks again for joining us, everyone. Today was the second of our two-part series on sustainability. We talked about what it's like to start to act on a framework for improving our footprint and sustainability in businesses. To learn more about what sustainability is from a high level, what it means to corporations, and what a long-term roadmap might look like, please listen to our other episode released prior to this one. Well, Sally Crotty, thank you so much for your time. Uh, We really appreciate it and your expertise. We'll include contact information in the notes in case anyone has any follow-up questions or is interested in chatting with you, but uh, appreciate your time today. Oh, thank you. Thanks very much, Ryan. It's, it's been great talking to you today. <laughs>